Welcome to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. My name is Adrian Lara. I co-host this show with Greg Catapodi, who is a huge fan of Frasier. This guy has seen every episode multiple times, while me, on the other hand, am a newbie. I'm a relatively unfamiliar with Frasier. I knew of it, but never really got into it. So I am seeing every episode for the first time. Let's do this. Hey there, folks. This is Greg Catapodi. And this is Adrian Lara. And you're listening to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. And this is Season 1, Episode 14, Can't Buy Me Love. It opens with Bulldog on the radio at the station, and Frasier is sneaking in because he forgot his briefcase in the booth. Frasier and Bulldog, or well, I guess Bulldog more than Frasier, is busting his balls. And then Frasier ends by saying, well, maybe if you had said that on my show, it would have been heard by a larger audience. Doesn't make any sense, right. because in a previous episode, we mentioned how Bulldog was about to go national. That's how successful his show is. Continuity error, folks. Do better writers, okay? Do better writers. Pick a lane. Either Frasier Crane is a beloved radio personality, or Bulldog is. You can't have both, folks. Can't serve two masters. Read the Bible. <laughs> what are we going to happen next? Are like, we going to come back and then it turns out Martin doesn't need a cane anymore? <laughs> like Just continuity. Just keep the story intact. So that's the cold open. Gets you a little right. taste of what's happening in it's the episode. The double, it's, it's the James Bond. It's the Casino Royale car chase, except Frazier left his briefcase in the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, they've got a budget. Those <laughs> those guys, they've got explosions. They've got bullets. This one had Frazier crawling into a sound booth to pick I, up his briefcase. I've retrieved the attache case without being hassled by my asshole co-worker. All right, so cut to Frazier's apartment, and the dad speaks to Frazier. Frazier, uh, it's not too much trouble. I really appreciate it. Some of the boys from my old precinct, they're having a bachelor auction that they need celebrities to attend. It's benefiting widowed wives and orphan children. If you could please just do me a favor. And Frazier's all like, oh, yes, of course, father. Yes, I'd be happy to. Martin is all like, really? You mean it? You're going to talk to Bulldog for me? And so Frazier's all disappointed because Frazier thought that Martin was asking for his help and of course martin has to backpedal like oh i mean of course you know you as well i mean i'm sure i could talk to them and we can squeeze one more in i mean lost my father's love to bulldog again <laughs> yeah. which uh, when has a bachelor auction ever happened mm-hmm. it's just a made-up thing for sitcoms the made-up things that never happen in real life that happen in sitcoms are boss comes over unexpectedly for dinner bachelor auctions affordable housing <laughs> so we find ourselves at the auction. Bulldog's back there. Frazier's back there. Frazier's a little nervous. Bulldog is very confident. He says, yeah, if you want to grab my ass, feel free, Frazier. Feel free to grab my ass. <laughs> he literally lifts up his coat, turns his backside to Frazier, and pauses 
as if he's expecting Frazier to fondle his buttocks. <laughs> this episode was either written by a guest writer or on a deadline. Bulldog's character was very inconsistent with what we've seen so far. It appears as if Bulldog is gay. Maybe he is. Maybe we're going to learn. Maybe that's going to be the trajectory of the character from now on. But Bulldog, who at this point in the show, over the series, he's been crazy obsessed with women. He's barking at women's butts. But on this episode, he doesn't seem that interested in a supermodel that passes by. He's asking Frazier to grab his butt. (laughs) (laughs) He screams, get out of my face, breeder. Uh, you know, the actor himself is gay, so maybe this was just more of the actor coming out. I wonder if we were to sit down with the actor that played Bulldog, if we were to ask him, if you're building this character, if he's Mm -hmm. that in-depth, he's giving that much of a backstory, is the character Bulldog gay? Like that closet, he's just projecting this image of manhood. He had that one wonderful week during spring break. You know, he was alone in the dorm, except there was that one other guy. And, you know, he didn't have anything going on, so you grab a 12-pack and head on down to his room you hang out you talk you giggle you laugh you know one thing leads to another and you're playing strip poker with each other and then he's so strong but so soft at the same time <laughs> it felt exactly how love should have felt but then you remember father and he would never approve how can so it be you so start wrong? barking at women's asses <laughs> him like giving a solo monologue it's got a spotlight a full theater he's like how can this be wrong if it feels so right it's that moment he has you know like how shakespeare Macbeth has the the skull in his hand he's having a soliloquy but instead of a skull there's a penis in his hand (laughs) i am reaching but i fall Right. Bulldog's actually a very kind, sensitive dude, but all of this compensation and closeting has expressed itself as toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. But it makes him a pretty good radio host, so, you know, who can say what's the right decision (laughs) 20 years from from now? Bulldog owns a pug rescue with Gary. (laughs) He's very well adjusted and calm now. (laughs) He's come to terms with it. That was a different life. (laughs) He goes by his given name, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but someone comes up, some band, like, hey, man, I know you. Aren't you Bulldog Briscoe? Well, He's there's like, a name I haven't heard in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> Twinkle in his eye and he looks back. It's Bullford Diogenes Briscoe. <laughs> Ooh, Bulldog like. for short. Yeah. <laughs> So we're at the auction. There's various celebrities in the universe of Fraser. There's a person that plays for the Seahawks. There's, of course, there's Bulldog. There's Fraser. There's even Mr. Science. Mr. And- Science. I mean, see, but it's one of those, like, throwaway characters that create such a larger universe. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I wish we had actually seen Mr. Science <laughs> instead of just heard him mentioned. Mr. Science sounds like the grocery store off-brand of Bill Nye, the science. He's like, hey, I'm Mr. Science. I'm cheaper, but I taste the same, ladies. <laughs> the reaction would have been like, great. Ugh. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mr. Science? Mr. Science. To my mind, two people I thought of. There's like Mr. Wizard, who was the original, like, kids science entertainer from like the 50s to the 60s, and then he had a revival in the 80s on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's Dr. Nye, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy. Science fact. The science guy puts out on the first date. Off camera, he's just like a really creepy guy. He's like his dating profile. I was like, here's another little fact. Ladies, Mr. Science does not use prophylactics. 
Wink. That's the Mr. Science promise. Science, fact or fiction? AIDS is real. Fiction. (laughs) Science, fact or fiction? Mr. Science puts out on the first date. Science, fact. (laughs) Science, fact or fiction? Mr. Science has a very long refractory period. (laughs) No round two for you. Mr. Science, fact or fiction? Mr. Science does not make eye contact when making love. <laughs> Science facts. Fact. Science facts. <laughs> so can you imagine, we didn't get to see what the auction was like mm-hmm. when Fraser stepped outside to be auctioned off, but the women are rowdy. It's like a LaBear strip club <laughs> scene, and the women are just going crazy. It's like a bachelorette party is the feel we get. And Fraser had to follow the football player mm-hmm. who's young, handsome, athletic. That's got to be a tough act to follow. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Frazier's out there? He's like, well, ladies, um, I just want to let you know I'm going to teach you to a candlelit dinner. We're going to maybe go to the opera, uh, have some pate. Grab your junk. <clears throat> I'm a lady. And the ladies are like, yeah, grab your junk. <laughs> He's like, um, ladies, uh, settle down, please. Let's act like civilized human beings. Pinch your nipples. <laughs> uh, please, please, ladies, ladies. I'm, I don't know what you guys were expecting. I am here to to offer companionship, nothing more, to some ladies out there. Um, Boo, gay. <laughs> Sorry, I so hard. <laughs> and eventually, Frazier just quits. <laughs> He's like, fine. He starts taking his clothes off. <laughs> Is this what you guys want? Sexually slow dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so then finally you get to Bulldog. And he's gone out there in an assless tuxedo or whatever, and he's just, like, doing squat thrusts and, like, gyrating, flexing, and the heckling is now not even aggressive. It's just, like, conversational bitchiness. It's just like, oh, my God, this is sadder than when the pug rescue burned down. (laughs) Yeah, I picture a group of women in the back just, like, shitting on the... (laughs) I didn't realize Bulldog was so small. Most men have bratwurst, but this guy's got a snossage. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, man, I thought Fraser Crane was bald, but this guy, mm, jeez. Is he on chemo? Yeah. <laughs> we should have just left at the football player. Jeez, why didn't they put him last? Daph, Daphne, it's dying here. Just prime the pump. Here's $100. Just bid on Bulldog. Yeah, and she's like lost in translation. Like, Oi, what's this? Put up this $100. <laughs> She doesn't realize she's bidding. <laughs> Sold to the British woman with the hundred dollars. <laughs> so that's a big reveal for the audience that Daphne is the one that bid on Bulldog. This is where it's it's really getting into the the character of Bulldog and the inconsistency because he slaps her on the ass, which I'm like, whoa. I mean, it worked with the character and it fits in with everything mm-hmm. we've seen, but he doesn't know her, right? But he just slaps her on the ass mm-hmm. and says, "We'll play bitch later." She looks like she just stepped off of a medevac helicopter in Nam or something. She's just got this awful, she looks shell shocked stare. Yeah. Like she looks like she just witnessed a horrible tragedy and doesn't know what to make out of the world. She walks back there, doesn't even react to Bulldog slapping her on the ass. Hello, Bulldog, my old friend. <laughs> this uh, is the sound of Bulldog. <laughs> So we see that Frazier, the woman that bid on him, she shows up and she's gorgeous. She mentions how she's a model. Like, how fucking lucky is Fraser Crane that this model bid on him? He's leading such a charmed life in this universe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess he's supposed to be famous in this world, so I get it. (laughs) But every woman's been way out of his league. A charmed life? 
Yeah. Or a cursed one. <laughs> he lives in a clockwork universe. Yeah. Designed for his suffering and humiliation. Yeah. Is one of treasures, but the treasures are false. I don't know why I did that voice, but... <laughs> Most Frasier episodes could have a Twilight Zone exit narration. <laughs> so, can you imagine the writer's room pitches? They're just so ridiculous that a supermodel is interested in Frasier. Like, they're over here. Like, all right, I got an idea. Of how about in this episode, Frasier dates a porn star? Right. <laughs> Here's how they meet. She's in line behind him at Cafe Nervosa. She's like, excuse me, sir. I just have this oral fixation. I need to have things inside my mouth all the time. It's okay if I cut in front of you. So this gorgeous woman. Right. This is the inconsistency in this Bulldog character in this episode. Right. Bulldog seems to have infatuation with Roz. Mm -hmm. He slaps Daphne's ass. Mm -hmm. And yet this supermodel who is, as we said, extremely attractive. Right. But he's just like super dismissive. Yeah, doesn't even he's pay, like, give her a second eyes. Frazier is even bragging to Bulldog <laughs> momentarily. He's like, that's the one that bought me. She's a model. And Bulldog says. She almost poked my eye out with her disgusting, bountiful breasts. <laughs> Like his whole tone was insulting. Like <laughs> she basically just screams breeder at her. <laughs> yeah, it feeds into the theory that Bulldog is really gay. What is your type, Bulldog? You know, uh, I think the perfect bust is almost not even there. Very flat, but very muscular. <laughs> and then really the key is you want some nice, thick, rope-like arms that you just can lose yourself in. You feel very safe. And then uh, I look down, and she's got an anchor tattoo. And then. Touch her face, and I kind of play with her nice, thick handlebar mustache. <laughs> this is the conversation Bulldog's having with, like, a dating service. <laughs> like, one-on-one, -on -one, they're like, like, okay, now, uh... Like, gay question mark is, like, written down. <laughs> yeah, they just keep asking, like, uh, now, I've listened to your description very closely. Uh, just some confusion here. On your form, it says, you're looking for a woman, question <laughs> mark? <laughs> yeah, I just really want, like, a woman that, you know, masculine, you know, like... <laughs> So Daphne goes out on a date with Bulldog because she bid on him at the auction. He took her to the science game and they're in a limousine and Daphne is fucking drunk. She is so drunk. She's she, a mean drunk. Yeah. Like she's laughing and happy, but she's fucking mean. She's like making fun of Bulldog's size. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, little man. She pats him on the head. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty much just starts roasting <laughs> Bulldog. You're like a little, you're like a, a man, except you're like smaller. You're like a miniature man. Like, <laughs> is it PC to say midget on TV? <laughs> I don't know. Rise Club roast of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Bulldog, the only thing shorter than you is your career. <laughs> He's not as tall as a normal man. He does have an old catchphrase, you know, what you talking about, Willis? Is that you? <laughs> Bulldog, you're as hairless as a cancer patient's snatch. <laughs> Oi, Bulldog, Jean-Luc Picard-looking closet case. <laughs> if you ever do come out, being short's great because you don't have to bend over to blow a guy. <laughs> now, that's a good roast. That's a good roast joke. So Daphne's over here. She's so drunk. She's roasting Bulldog. She rolls down the window because they're in a traffic jam. Everyone trying to get out of the Sonics right. game. And she starts insulting people. She insults someone and they get out of their car. Right. They open up the door to the limo and they drag Bulldog out. And he's trying to hold on. <laughs> and he's, he's screaming. And no, not like this. <laughs> not like this. No, no. <laughs> We learned 10 points from Daphne because we learned that she's the woman that gets you into fights. Yeah, she's totally that girl. 
It's like so annoying too to be yelled at someone with that accent. Like, oi, you got a problem? I got a big, strong. Oh no, it's bulldog. I've got a little, <laughs> short, yappy little dog, little house cat. He's a small but vicious terrier. He is. <laughs> I've got a little angry, hairless Mexican Chihuahua. He is. <laughs> he was a small but vicious dog originally bred to kill rats. He was. <laughs> And so Frazier's getting ready for his date. He's cooked dinner. He's got wine going. He's got music. He's primping himself in the mirror. His date's about to happen. She knocks on the door. He opens it and she says, I'm sorry, I can't do this date tonight. I got called away for an emergency modeling session, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. I've got an emergency bikini shoot. I picture a bunch of models, like the fire station. There's a group of models hanging out in bunk beds. The mm. alarm goes off. They run. They grab their swimsuit mm. slide down a pole. Whirl, 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 whirl. <laughs> I always forget to lubricate my thighs before I take that damn pole. <laughs> they all wake up and don't prep properly, so you just hear this. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I don't know why I got you to take the pole. I take the stairs, okay? <laughs> Yeah, there's one smart model. (laughs) She's like, oh, we'll take the stairs, okay. And she's looking at one of her other model friends, and she's got her heels on. It's like, no, you put your heels on after, (laughs) dummy. God. (laughs) Why am I the only smart model in this model station? All right, so she has this excuse that she has to go immediately off to a model shoot. She apologized to Frazier. We're going to have the date later after I'm done with my model shoot. Frazier, if you don't mind, I brought my daughter here. Can you babysit, please? And Frazier reluctantly accepts because he's trying to get laid. Right. Yeah, he resists very little. He's like, oh, I really don't think that's appropriate. Hmm. And <laughs> she basically says, but I'm hot. <laughs> right. And he's like, well, that's true. You make a very valid point. Very compelling arguments with the additional <laughs> value of being true. <laughs> So Frazier's there with this child who's 12 years old. The child immediately asks for the phone. Frazier is getting annoyed that the child is on the phone. There's a weird moment where Renata is her name. Frazier asks, who are you talking to? And Renata says, I'm talking to Tiffany. Frazier's like, you were speaking to Tiffany earlier. Now you're speaking to Tiffany again. Renata says, that was Tiffany Schwartz. Now I'm speaking to Tiffany Martinez. And Frazier goes, I applaud America and their cascade of different cultures. There's a very weird line that he says, but yeah. I'm not a racist, but everyone that isn't English isn't really white. There I said it. (laughs) O'Connor, that's quite an ethnic name. (laughs) He says, celebrate the ethnic mosaic that is America, but nonetheless... It was such a weird moment. I wonder if this line, this mentioning of Schwartz and Martinez was some kind of weird writing room compromise. Like, all right, look, guys, the diversity council's on our ass. Here's what we're going to do. They want us to include some ethnic people on the show. We're going to do it, but not have the people there. We're just going to mention them by name. (laughs) So I need all of you to submit 15 ethnic first names. All right, let's take a look at this. Got 60 names, all Tiffany. (laughs) Are you guys not following the instructions? here guys <laughs> ethnic names okay guys this script is due in an hour we got to get something done right. tiffany x <laughs> tiffany mbatu tiffany matumbo <laughs> tiffany luther king jr <laughs> tiffany bogoyevich <laughs> this teenager has like moved in yeah she starts hanging up the calls she's like hold on there's a call waiting he's not here click <laughs> 
Like, ring, 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 ring. Hello, it is Sweaty Quain, and I just want to talk to my daddy. Like, he'll call you back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, this is Lilith. I haven't received the alimony payment this month, and per the terms <laughs> of the joint custody, if you enter into arrears, it could be <laughs> voided. I'm just trying to help you out here, Frazier. He's not here. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, Dr. Crane. I'm an old patient of yours from Boston. I know you're in Seattle now. It's just I'm having a crisis moment right now, and I just really need to talk to you. He's not here. Click. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Dr. Crane, this is Dr. Johnson at Seattle General. We've got your father, Martin Crane. There was a a horrific car accident. If you could please... He's not here. Click. (laughs) (laughs) He'll call you back, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Children are the worst. Yeah, (laughs) they're terrible. So Frazier is having this interaction with Renata and she tells Frazier all these terrible things that her mother has done, that she weighs Renata daily, that she tells her friends that Renata is only nine years old so that the mother can seem younger. She's always leaving her unattended, that she's getting drunk, painting this terrible picture of the mother (laughs) who Frazier's trying to sleep with. So Frazier is disgusted by all these tales that Renata tells him about his mother so much so when the supermodel returns to pick up the daughter frazier doesn't want to date her anymore he says you are a bad parent who is he to tell anyone he's a bad parent <laughs> like renata comes walking up uh frazier it's it's freddie he says he'd like to talk to you not now renata <laughs> <laughs> not now renata i am insulting your mother <laughs> i would love to have just seen her question frazier's parenting well, I am a great parent. I'll have you know. Oh, really? Char- now, where is Freddie right now, Fraser? Well, that's not the point. <laughs> no, oh, sh- where is he? He's in Boston, if you must know. Well, I mean, where specifically is your son right now? Do you know the location? I mean, I know the location. I know he's in the city of Boston, I believe. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay Mr. Moral Majority. <laughs> yeah. Frazier really falls for what Renata tells him about her supermodel mom. And so, of course, he ruins it. He judges her to her face, says she's an unfit mother. Jacques. And she leaves. Frazier does not get laid. And the model gives all these examples of how she's a great mother, how the child had lied to Frazier, how she spends every night at home. And she says that she gave the child her kidney. Right. I only have one kidney. Who do you think has the other one? Yeah. Which, you know... Uh, fair point. I would have loved it if she just kept going on and on and on. Just like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Look, Renata just takes and takes and takes. I had to get a double cesarean section. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. The doctors say they have to do it because it's the baby's fault. <laughs> it was intentional. She, like, grabbed on and twisted. It's like an accordion down there now. <laughs> I'm saying I made sacrifices for this child. Look, Fraser, I didn't want to be a bitch, but I have physically been in the same location as my daughter in the last year, so... Burn! (laughs) Slam! In the face. So, the woman leaves, Fraser doesn't get laid. So that's the episode. Any closing thoughts? Hmm. Uh, if you were to meet a supermodel, and she was kind of a bad mom, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like she's involved in some sort of global, satanic child sacrifice conspiracy or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just that She doesn't want her kid to get a little fat, you know? Yeah. Being fat as a child is uh, very hard. So, you know, and uh, she was going after, she was hitting the cookie dough pretty hard. She was. Right. Fraser gave her cookie dough and she was eating it pretty good. So, maybe she does need to, maybe mama needs to be a little mindful of her uh, her daughter. (laughs) Like, whoa there, semi. Time for a (laughs) (laughs) weigh-in. Whoa there, semi. Time for a weigh-in.
Good ending joke. I dig that. <laughs> All right. Well, I have been Greg Catapodi. And I've been Adrian Laura. And this has been Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. This has been Season 1, Episode 14, Can't Buy Me Love. If you like the 20-minute the episodes, we got a double-length feature, which is more Frasier, more of us, more stuff that we might regret saying and having in permanent record. Who knows? <laughs> But if you like that, money is applause. So give us money. Come to our Patreon. Subscribe, tell your friends, and money is applause.